When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. Hey, everybody else. And hey, and hey. And hey, and welcome to Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell on the Pod. Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends... It's we laugh about things that scare us. We it's a comedy podcast about the scary stories to tell in the dark books by Alvin Schwartz with illustrations by Stephen Gimmel. Right, we we are still getting some kind of residual reviews that are like, "I'm waiting to be scared," and it's like, "Well, we don't do that. We don't do scares. We don't do information. We do giggles and we do some some tidbits and occasionally something smooky. Oh no, smooky. <laughs> something smooky. Something smooky speaks its way in. It's a smile when you're when you're scared when you're smooked. <laughs> smooked. I got really smoked. That's where you're laughing from being scared. Like when you're in a, a like a not scary farm. Not scary farm. You're uh, in a, like a funny haunted house. We just can't stop thinking about it. I can't. I uh, think about it every day. <laughs> uh, Anna and I on our elevator up, um, we're just talking about this documentary, which maybe some of you have seen called The Queen of Versailles. We've already seen it yes. each once before this time. So yes. just in case you think we're we're new. We're we sh- not. We showed our significant others it last night. We did. And then we were both so surprised. There's just so much you forget. Right. It is very funny and also just devastatingly dark and it's sad. basically a portrait of the financial collapse as it relates to like this very rich, gaudy family that was building the biggest home in America. It's fine. You already know what it is. Yeah. There's a, the, uh, and the, the scary thing that we were talking about on the elevator trip up was that at one point they, um, they live in this massive house and they fire half of their like staff. Mm-hmm. And it's these poor nannies who are trying to keep this house under control. And um, there just aren't enough of them to keep everything under control and yeah. so all of like all these pets that the families forgot they had are dying because yes. no one's feeding them or, or giving them water and it's just a lizard that you see die which you is see a not, lizard and dead fish it's not, oh the dead fish that's right right they, they, they take care of the mammals they're cold-blooded yeah the mammals are fine because the mammals can be like hey <laughs> over here help i'm not in a tank um it made me think oh my god anna this was horrible uh, so my mom has like a solstice celebration, like anytime there's a solstice or an equinox, yes. she has a celebration. And uh, we've had this chimney for a long time. And uh, we made a like a roaring fire in the chimney. Uh, and it was me and my mom and my aunt and Chris. And uh, and the fire had been going for like 15 minutes when all of a sudden within it, we heard like a like a <gasps> tremendous clatter inside uh, of uh, the, the ashes. Uh, and out uh, of the ashes came uh, a huge uh, cr- like curly tailed lizard, which are an uh, invasive species in Florida. And they nest in ashes, apparently. Come on. Which feels, you know. Go 
uh, elsewhere. <laughs> and then we were all desperately trying to get it out of the fight, like trying to help corral uh, it out of the fire. Uh, but it kept running into the fire. No. Right. Which we were like, what's going on here? And then um, we finally got it out. We pulled out the tray and it like landed on the ground beneath the chimney. And what was supposed to be a nice like calming, lovely <laughs> night was just us staring at this soot covered lizard slowly succumb to no which i don't it, well we came back the next day and it was gone and at okay. first my mom was like oh it scurried off maybe you know lizards are are um resilient resilient uh and then like 10 minutes later chris was like i think probably just a bird got it probably just a bird was like oh my god who cooked this <laughs> Wait, this is so nice. Are you joking? Oh, oh my God. Uh, Merry Christmas to my ass. Oh, it, yeah. It feels very much like kind of Brazilian barbecue. Um, but yeah, so that's I'm my... I'm turning my little my little circle over to the green. I want more. <laughs> Put it on a sword. Oh, oh well, my God. Andrew, that's so crazy. I can't yeah. believe that that happened and you've been talking about anything else. I know. That would I... be the only thing I do. I think we tried to avoid telling the nieces and nephews about it when they were there because they would be too troubled. And then one of them was like, what's this spot of blood on the patio? And then gradually it had to come out. And they were endlessly fascinated by that, too, which is also concerning. I think that's normal. Yeah. Kids love cause and effect. And they boy, can they spot a drop of blood on a huge back backyard patio? (laughs) Oh, my God. You're never going to be able to murder someone around those kids. And uh, did did, did I? Whoa. Did you ever, did you wish, did you want, you wish you want? <laughs> did I tell you about, um, <laughs> did, kind did, of did out I? of nowhere, my nephew approached me and was like, do you want to play murder mystery? And in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, he thinks Clue is called murder mystery. And I was like, sure. And then he comes over with a display of Legos and says, I've made a crime scene out of Legos. And, um, and I have the suspects and you're good cop and I'm bad cop. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what does good cop do? And he was like, <laughs> immediately, just kind of off the cuff, he was like, oh, you can say things like, do you want some water or um, watch out? He's in a mood today. And I was like, what is this? And then so gradually we like went through this role playing session. We were talking about like which one of these Lego people could have done it. And then like five minutes in, he was like, just so you know, just because we're cops doesn't mean we're also not suspects. And then he was like, so we are also suspects in this case. Oh. And the answer was, gentle listener, the good cop did it. You did? The good cop cut off uh, a vampire Lego man's head. Oh. Yeah. But it was in, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Would that kill a vampire? I guess it would. I think in some regions. I think according to some lore. Did you tell me this off the pod or also yesterday on the pod? I think, oh God, did I tell you this on the, I know, I think I told it off the pod. Okay. If I told it on the pod, everybody, I'm okay, so sorry. I'm instituting a new rule. Yeah. Anytime we say something that has already been said on the podcast, Andrew and I both have to individually Venmo Chris Ryan $1. <laughs> And it's called the Chris Ryan Fund for the <laughs> memor- Memorially Insane. Did, 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 did I already Venmo the, you? Did, did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, Anna, you're much better at this than I am. Oh. I think 
sometimes what happens is th- there are such big chunks of time in between when we record these that it's oh, hard yeah. to gauge. Although this one, there's no excuse. We, we also just chat so much I know. outside, especially when we're in the same place. So you are in an unfair position, listeners, where you you might be missing out on stories that we've told each other several times oh, yeah. and are scared that we're repeating them to you. But then you end up with three of the same story about a Lego crime scene. I don't I don't remember the Lego being a part of it. I okay. remember it was just a crime scene. Okay. Well then That's news to me. New yeah, you got something a little new. Andrew and I are both this close to a nursing home. <laughs> and that honestly, I look for I welcome it. Me too. It's my level. I feel really snack eating in bed. I love soft food. Come on. Yeah. Oh, soup. Mm-hmm. A refried pinto. <laughs> Um, I guess they don't give beans to old people. No, I get what what do they give? The soup. Soup, yeah. But you know what? I think it's based on like what those people ate when they were young, Mm -hmm. which means you do regress. We're getting a lot of um, 3D Doritos. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Those are good. They'll scratch the roof of your mouth. They'll scratch the hell out of your mouth. You'll be able to taste your brain when you're done with a bag of those. But (laughs) do you want to hear the, the, speaking of scary things, do you want to hear the most horrifying thing I remember doing in my young, in like my late 90s life with 3D Doritos? Yes. You cut off, you bite off a corner of your 3D Dorito and uh, you just stick a little bit of um, squeeze cheese in there. Or Easy Cheese, whatever your brand preference is. And you just squirt it up until it's filled with cheese product. That's great. Yeah. I can top that. I don't know if I want to. Uh Oh, I think I like having a boyfriend and (laughs) I think I'd like to keep it that way. And that's just sort of the, again, if you're curious about what it's like to turn (laughs) dirty. Yeah, I mean, the good news is about that sort of snack was like it kind of went hand in hand with like shirts on at the pool kind of vibe. You know oh, what I mean? yeah. Um, Where you're like a, an acrobat of flavor, but right. to your own detriment. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. To have. Let's just say it's possible to make your own squeeze cheese. <laughs> and since we're looking back at our childhoods, <laughs> let us transition to since it is a Monday. It, it is a time to read from Alvin Schwartz and Stephen Gamble series, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And it's Anna's turn this week. It's my turn. So have whatever reaction to that you need to have. <laughs> um, this is from Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill Your Bones, collected by Alvin Schwartz with drawings by Stephen Gamble. Um, and this, from this, at least this printing of uh, the series, which is the... I think um, it's like the 2018 or 2019. This is... Yeah, uh, 2017. Oh, okay. Uh, the cover model is going to be this story, the cover model for this version. That's true. The cover model is Addie Fitch. Iconic. And the story is called Such Things Happen. Oh, this one's really good. This is my favorite one. This yeah. is one that I used to like retell people. Yeah, this is a really great one. Okay. When Bill Nelson's cow stopped giving milk, he called the veterinarian. There's nothing wrong with that cow, the vet said. She's just stubborn. That or some witch got hold of her. Mm. Bill and the vet both laughed. (laughs) I mean... I love... I don't know. I love having that kind of jovial relationship with your veterinarian. Oh, yeah. I have a hot vet, famously, (gasps) and he's great. Oh, my Um, God. I also respect him as a person, but he's also hot, which is something that women can do that men don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yep. (laughs) can respect him professionally and also be like, okay, daddy, hey, um, he's great. That's what makes those BuzzFeed articles different. So stop commenting on them saying, if I made one of this about women, then no, 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 it's go, different. Don't go to bed. Okay. 
Um, no, he's sort of like a. I can't tell if he's hot or if he just gives ladybird kisses on her head during exams, which is something that he does. And I'm like, wow, that's great. Um, but he he's great because he'll be like, I, it's she's a dog. It's fine. Which is great. <laughs> I love it demystifying that. Oh, it was great. She had a black spot on the back of her ear, and I was like. I think this is sun. I think this is skin cancer because she was astray on an, a oh. tropical island, and I think it's it just happens to them. And he was like, "Okay, we can biopsy it," and we like did this whole process and sent it out, seven hundred dollar <gasps> bill, and the diagnosis was literally freckle, um, <laughs> which was great. Oh, I wonder but, if Bill Nelson's uh, vet was also uh, attractive and approachable. I actually don't think that because I think this vet, it's like a classic case of um, do- male doctors not a believing female pain. Ah, uh, good point. And that's, that's what's wrong with us. Um, and they both laughed. Quote, that old hag, Addie Fitch. I guess she's the closest we've got to a witch around here, the vet said. I assume he's smoking while he's saying this. Yeah, and it's a huge stogie. It's a giant, it really, it's like that cartoon guy. Right. (laughs) I think I know. The little baby from Roger Rabbit? Oh, no. I was thinking of like a big sort of mobster dog. Oh, from Disney. Pete. Yes. Yeah. What is he from? He's, I think, Goofy's foil. Although he was in Steamboat Mickey, I think. Steamboat Willie? Steamboat Willie, yeah. Steamboat Mickey is sort of like the honey boy version of that. (laughs) Mickey plays the boat. (laughs) I don't know. Leave me alone. Oh boy. Um, anyway, uh, I guess she's a close. We got to a witch around here, the vets, which is just so rude. Mm-hmm. Um, but witches have gone out of style, haven't they? Mm. Mm. Bill had had a run in with Addie Fitch the month before. He had hit her cat with his car and killed it. I'm really sorry, Addie Fitch, he told her. I'll get you a new cat, just as pretty, just as good. Okay. Psycho. I mean,. Yeah, to say the last two parts of that are incredibly sociopathic. I'll get the. I'll get you a new cat. Just as pretty, just as good. What you know? You think people like cats because they're pretty? <laughs> because they're good. No, they're, what are you? They're moral gray area animals. That is, if someone was like, while well, my animal is dead on the ground, like I'll get you a different one. Oh. It's like you're skipping so many steps. I guess it's that he's a dairy farmer and his association with animals is things that are practical for his own use. Yeah. And that he's viewing Addie Fitch's cat as a um as a mouse catching yeah, tool sort of a working rather animal. than an individual. That makes a lot of that's a really good insight. Yeah. I think also there's just sort of something we're missing is like People who grew up in places that didn't really have a ton of outdoor cats or like right. they're kind of going out of style mm-hmm. the more years that go by. And I think there was just an understanding of like, well, that's just part of the deals that mm. maybe they get hit by a car. <laughs> oh, Addie. Okay. Already, already aligning ourselves with her. It's crazy. A month before. That's not. Yeah. You're still crying at that point. Um, It is. I don't know. Her eyes filled with hate. I raised that cat from a kitten, she hissed. I loved her. You'll be sorry for this, Bill Nelson. Mm. The next sentence is absolutely a museum. Bill sent her a new cat and heard nothing more. (laughs) Sent? Sent in in a package. You didn't bring it. He sent it over. He sent her a dead, another dead cat. Maybe via, maybe via child. 
like a neighbor, neighborhood kid to bring the cat over? I need to know. Yeah. Put a stake on her door. <laughs> toss the cat on the lawn. <laughs> yeah. She she he Uber eats over the cat. That's um, the, that's the past verbiage of he Uber eats. He Uber yeah. eats. Yeah. Yeah. Back when there was um, cows. <laughs> then his cow stopped giving milk. Next, his old truck broke down. Mm. After that, his wife fell and broke her arm. So it goes cow truck wife. Yeah, which is generous. Right. It's sort of the um, the. Uh, the triangle of self-actualization that they teach you in health class. What is of that? The things that are important. Oh yeah. The like, uh, hierarchy of needs. That's yeah. it. That's it. It's like things, um, like shelter. Sh- yeah. And then, then it's All like relationships. Yeah. And then the very top is self-actualization. Got it. Which is hard. That is hard. Yeah. So in this version, I'm guessing wife falls somewhere between some uh, pr- pr- relationships. Yeah. Is it, and truck is under that. Truck is also cow, under that. It goes cows cow. and shelter. Yeah, truck is Bill's truck friend. Truck and food <laughs> and, wife and wife and like chargers. Right. And above that, uh, c- cigars. Cigars. <laughs> and then on the very tippy top is your absolute best pal around friend, your vet. <laughs> um, then his, okay, I don't know. we're having a lot of bad luck, he thought. Then he thought, maybe it is Addie Fitch getting even. Also, it says getting. Yeah. I, I love uh, colloquialisms. We're in, in the country. Yeah. Getting even. And then, hey, you don't believe in witches. You're just upset. Hmm. Huh. Okay. I know who I would cast. Okay. Already. Wow. Yeah. Who? Um. We'll wait. Oh, okay. This is sort of a scene where he's like gripping the sides of the sink, like shirtless with his like pants and belt on. And it's like. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. I have I have a thought about Addie Fitch in this moment where I feel like she's gone too far. Okay. Once she once okay. she curses the wife to break her arm, the wife didn't do anything to you. You know. Yeah, but she is one of his valuable belongings. I I know. I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it sucks. Yes. <laughs> I know. And not not me personally in the context of the story. I know that, but I think that I don't know. I feel like why didn't she just have him break his arm? You know, the cat was her most valuable tool. Okay. This tool provided comfort, meaning, purpose, context, and kisses. So, so she's going for his tools, his cat proxies, his cat proxies. Yeah. He doesn't have a cat. Yeah. If he does, he doesn't know it. He's got cow. He's got truck. He's got wife. Okay. Cow, truck, wife. And yeah. guess what? It's all a problem. <laughs> um, But Bill's grandpa believed in witches. New character. New character. Okay. This is the Aragorn. We're at the inn of the Prancing Pony, and he's sort of wearing a, a hood. Whoa. Sorry. Witcher. 
Okay. This is The Witcher. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, The Addy Fitcher. <sighs> Write it up. Write it up. Somebody freaking figure it out. Write a crossover. Okay. He had once told Bill that there was only one sure way to stop a witch from causing trouble. You find a black walnut tree, he said, and you draw her picture on it. Then you mark an X where her heart is, and you drive a nail into the X. Every day, you drive it in a little deeper. If she's causing trouble, he said, she'll feel pain. When she can't stand it anymore, she'll come to you or send somebody and try to borrow something. If you give her what she wants, that breaks the power of the nail, and she'll go on tormenting you. Mm. But if you don't, she'll have to stop or the pain will kill her. So, uh-huh. the rule is here, it doesn't necessarily, it's not going to just kill her regardless. No. It's going to kill her if she keeps trying to cast spells. This is negotiating. Yeah. This okay. is negotiating 101. Right. You it, need leverage. That's more complicated than I remember it being. Okay. Where it's just like, just stop attacking me. Uh-huh. And I'll stop doing this. Yeah. Okay. Um, And that's what's br- bringing her pain. This Got is it. a fable about female pain. <laughs> That's what his nice, gentle old grandpa believed. Okay, like a little bit of humor. Uh huh. That's kind of funny. It is funny. I like. I'm just that. saying, it's like funny. Yeah, this one really is um, much like what's the other story? We're like, oh my gosh, we're getting so much color and uh, insight into who these characters are. Was it Harold? Oh no, no, no! It was um, someone was. Was it the bed by the window? Not the no, not the nursing home one. The other one. The, Where it's the two guys who shared the oh is that um that's a that's a witch related one about the horse a new horse no not that one I don't know I'm sure I'm sure I'll think okay, of it okay I can't sure. remember someone scream yeah <laughs> um it's pure craziness Bill thought of course his grandpa didn't have much schooling Bill mm. had been to college he knew better yeah but like where I know <laughs> let's think about it UCF. Come on. UCF is fine. It's Don't come fine. for me. Don't. It's good. It's good school. He went he went to get his PhD party heart disease. <laughs> um that's we're we're not criticizing the institution, we're criticizing Bill. Yes. Um Oh fuck. Okay, here we go. We're at the top of the pyramid. Okay. Then Bill's dog Joe, a perfectly <gasps> healthy dog, dropped dead just like that. Why do I keep picking dead dog stories? Oh, I know. I forgot this one had a dead dog. I guess like all horror is steps up to something and right. like the logical step before killing a person is killing animals. But right. man, that is hard. So this is uh, this is again where my so my allegiance to Addie is is weakened a bit here not that it's switching over to bill yeah. but it is like she's now gone above and beyond we understand her behavior right we no longer condone it right we exactly can't co-sign it that's great god we're so smart <laughs> we can solve every character's problem in these books we're such good cops are you a book and a story <laughs> pay us <laughs> are you a book and a story did i just say yeah Oh, what were you trying to say? I was trying to say a character in a story, but are you if- a book in a story? <laughs> Let me tell you a story about a book. Oh dear. Okay. His head was coverboard. His body was pages. I think in middle school I was considered well spoken, and then it just sort of halted there. Oh, I peaked at twelve. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, it made Bill angry. Despite all his schooling, he thought, maybe it is Eddie Fitch after all. 
What do we think he does for a job? Vague business? Um, this is Bill. Yeah. I mean, he's like a dairy farmer, I would I would assume. He has a cow. Oh, he just has a cow. He has a cow. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say since he seems to have a farm and two animals, that he has some sort of property that yeah. he uh, farms off Does of. he own a general store or something? Maybe. Oh, I like that. This feels more like subsistence, like they have a cow for milk. Oh yeah, because they just live far away. I think General Store is a great is a great guess. Okay, pickle but he went barrel to of pickles. School, though, a business owner, a lawyer. Yeah, is he a lawyer? Is this Duncan Farmer? It is my dad. Oh my god! I didn't want to tell you. I like that casting actually. <laughs> yeah, my dad is. This makes sense because yeah, I would. I can see my dad saying like, I can see my dad being like hitting a cat and being like, oh gosh, I really messed this up. And then in an attempt to um, have a legal solution, be like, what I can give you is something that meets the parameters of what you once had. <laughs> and that that would be a thing that'd be very hurtful. I know. <laughs> it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Mr. Duncan. I famously called him yesterday on his yeah. birthday because I was so nervous that I would miss it today. And that I overshot it. It was good. Yesterday was a party. Yesterday was the party. Okay. Okay, great. Um, he got a red crayon from his son's room and a hammer and a nail and went into the woods. He found a black walnut tree and drew a picture of Addie Fitch on it. He made an X where her heart was, like his grandpa had said to do. Her heart, weirdly enough, left hand. Oh. Weird. Now it's on her chest. Oh my God, okay. it's silly. <laughs> um, the hammer, he drove the nail a little way into the X. Then he went home. I feel like a fool, he told his wife. You should, she said. Making a full meal with one hand. Oh, God. Um, the next day, a boy named Timmy Logan came by. Eddie Fitch isn't feeling well, he said. She wonders if she could borrow some sugar for you. Maybe he's the kid that brought the cat. I was just thinking that. Yeah. He's a, he's a go-between. Yeah. Bill Nelson stared at Timmy in amazement. He took a deep breath. Tell her I'm sorry, but I don't have any sugar right now, he said. When Timmy Logan left, first name, last name, Good. Bill went back to the walnut tree and drove the nail in another inch. The next day, the boy came back. Eddie Fitch is pretty sick, he said. She's wondering if you got any sugar yet. Tell her I'm sorry, Bill Nelson said. But I still don't have any. Sugar's a bad. That's, I guess. I guess they needed to signal to the ch child audience that yeah. it's not like I need orange juice or chicken soup because then right. that's just too harsh. I also just want to know you're really nailing the vocal performance of the little kid. I've decided to try. Yeah, it's. I'm really very impressed. Thank you. It's. It. You know what? It's. It's vulnerable. Yeah. What? What? There is a difference in how. I, I mean, I wasn't alive back then, but I feel like little kids were different back then. Yeah. In a level of um, like weird, half adult and half earnest, in a way that is like so off-putting but charming. As well, well, they were fathers, so you know. <laughs> Children were fathers. Children were famously fathers. Yes. Um, Bill went into the woods, and drove the nail in another inch. The following day. The boy was back. Eddie Fitch is getting sicker, he said. She really needs some sugar. Tell her I still don't have any, Bill answered. Bill's wife was angry. You've got to stop this, she said. If this mumbo-jumbo works, it's like murder. 
She's unloading and folding a full load of laundry with one hand. I'll stop when she does, he said while sitting, probably. I'm sorry. Give us a one-star review, please. Whoa, here they come. I don't hate men. I think they're cool. Some of them are pop stars. I love that. They invented phones, I think. Um. Here the men come to give us a one-star review. One man is Ricky Martin. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's like murder. I'll stop when she does. Okay, great. Toward dusk, he stood in the yard, staring at the ridge where the old lady lived, wondering what was going on up there. Then, in the half darkness, he saw Addie Fitch slowly coming down the hill toward him. With her pinched, bony face and her old black coat, she did look like a witch. As she got closer, Bill saw that she could barely walk. Maybe I'm really hurting her, he thought. He ran to get his hammer to pull the nail out. But before he could leave, Addie Fitch was in the yard, her face twisted with rage. First you killed my cat, she said. Then you wouldn't give me a bit of sugar when I needed it. She swore at him and fell dead at his feet. Asterisk. There's like a little epilogue. I'm not surprised that she dropped dead that way, the doctor said later. She was very old, maybe 90. It was her heart, of course. Some people thought she was a witch, Bill said. I've heard that, the doctor said. The doctor is the vet, right? Yeah. Okay. Because he said it. No, maybe they're different. Because di- the vet said that Addie, Witch would, that Addie Fitch was a witch. Addie Fit, Addie Witch. Addie Witch was a Fitch. Jesus. Um... Somebody I know thought Addie Fitch witched him, Bill went on. He drew a picture of her on a tree, then drove a nail in to make her stop. Into it to make her stop. That's an old superstition, the doctor said. But people like us don't believe in that sort of thing, do we? And the end. Wow. Yeah, this is a um this is a complicated this is a complicated moral exercise. It's pretty well balanced, yeah. I'd say. I right. get every. I I don't understand him sending it. That's so crazy. It's an attempt. I mean, I guess it's like it's better than not doing anything. Yeah, I I can see like a a man who doesn't talk to many people, sort of thinking like, well, I killed her cat. I'll give her a different cat. Right. Yeah, I, but then on the but then on her side, it's like if she had stopped trying to continue to punish him, this this would have been fine. Yeah, but then she would have been sad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so this is a story about the consequences of being unyielding, and also uh, the insidious nature of sadness and how it can lead you to want to hurt other people. Yeah, that like accidents can cause, like assigning causality to accidents. What is what else is scary about this story to you, Anna? Um, I'm scared by like. Knowing that you shouldn't really believe in things because of your station in life, oh, yeah. but then like being like, oh, what if it's like in the darkness of your bedroom, you're not thinking about like, wait, but I'm smart. You know, right. like if there's a demon. Oh, yeah. It doesn't care. I kind of feel that way about Airborne. It's like <laughs> I know Airborne doesn't work, but it. but could. I will take it. 
my brain is so dumb. Yeah. I, can, I love to be tricked. Echinacea, that's a big one too. It's I like. Think it, I don't know. That's You, you think it maybe works? Different. Yes. Okay. Well, I then do. that helps. It but yeah, to. every time I was like, this is so dumb. I can't believe I'm paying this money for this thing. But I'm not going to not do it. It feels better than nothing. And maybe it's more about ritual, you know? Our brains are so easily fooled. And if you got to do stuff to trick your brain to fix your life, then that's fine. And I guess if you're in a desperate situation, I mean, (laughs) it's funny to me to think about the kid, his kid who he took the red crayon from. Oh, yeah. We heard nothing about this kid. The rest of the story. And then the the fact that the kid's like, where's my red crayon? And like the concept then of I wonder where on the list of possibility or feasibility the kid would imagine that his dad took it to draw a witch's body on a tree to kill her. Oh, Not I think the kid wouldn't it. even look up. Be yeah. like, all right. Yeah. I do like to imagine like a little detail I'd put in if I were like adapting this to the screen for Quibi <laughs> would be that the dad then at the end of it, you would see that on his like lawyer desk or whatever, he still had the red crayon because he felt too bad to like give it back to the kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This would be, where is Quibi with this? Because this would be a great where adaptation. Where is Quibi with this? I know. Can someone call, can someone call Quibi and tell Quibi to Call us. Make that a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Someone call Quibi and tell, tell Quibi, Quibi to, to call, call us. us. Please. That's much. Um, well, this story also has two illustrations, which is worth noting. Yeah, very rare. The first one is a half page one on the first page um, before the story, which I love. Mm-hmm. It's a um, spooky tree with a wide trunk with some little strangly sort of short, thin, wispy branches and then like a bushy tree in the far background. With a an outline of a lady wearing a dress and some boots, and there's a cross over her heart and a nail driven into the heart. It is funny to me, like in my head, when it's like he drew a picture of Addie Fitch on the tree. In my head, I imagine it being more um, shaded in, yeah, descriptive or more like specific. But I then know. again, like drawing with a child's crayon on the exterior of a tree, I imagine would be very difficult. So this is pretty impressive that he even managed to get. I mean, a skirt. In I there. know you got to draw the right person too. Yeah. That oh God, just his great, just his father dies. Like oh no, the vet's like, ow, my dick. Where did you think the heart was? <laughs> and then the it. second illustration is is one of the real iconic. Um, it's very iconic. She's a queen. She's this is sort of the. Um, this is the Normani of the series. She's the real stand Very much so. Um, Full this, page. It's an it's Addie Fitch, and she's wearing a very triangular coat and little witch hat. That's sort of a tasteful witch hat. There's no real brim to speak of, but it's got a little um, oh, yeah. sort of a Nightmare Before Christmas style shape yeah. of a hat. Um, and her face is shrouded in darkness for half of it, and she's got one eye open in the darkness that's sort of... In my mind, it's yellow. Very spooky, yeah. Um, and she's going, ah! <laughs> and her mouth looks sort of skeletal and sort of like a leech a little bit. There's like rotting. It looks a little bit like her uh, lips are rotting back yeah. to her teeth. Um, and then she's got these two little skinny little legs out the bottom with two loose socks and black patent shoes. And then she's holding a... A stick cane and a stick walking stick. Huge. A, a huge sort of um, wild walking huge stick. Huge wild walking Found. stick. She's just grabbed these. Yeah. And she's standing in grass. And then both this and the half page illustration have sort of classic Stephen Gamble like fog with light sort of blasted through it. Oh, yeah. And that sort of overexposed. 
Oh, and that way. trench coat. A yeah, real the trench wide coat is standing. really wide and sort of rotting, and it's got drips and roots, and and her hair is very much like the wolf girl's hair, where it's yeah straight and sticking out everywhere. She needs a haircut. Sun damaged. She's um, got sun damage. It's um, it's dry. She's not conditioning. In looking at this picture, I have such a clear casting impulse. Whoa. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure when we get to it. Uh, well, let's get into it. Shall we? Yeah. Who would we cast? Okay. I think this is, again, a favorite who we do draw from when casting, but she fits in this world very well. I mean, this looks like Shelley Duvall to me. Yes. It yes. It is a very Shelley Duvall. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. We, re- we really do wish her the best. I know it's, she's going through a hard time right now, oh. just in terms of her health and stuff. Oh, no. Um, but we're both huge fans. Really she really is important to our friendship, and we yeah, love her. Very crucial. Um, yeah, Addie um, Fitch, very much kind of in that in the, in that camp. I think. I think that's good. I could see Emma Stone being like, "Well, let me go for this, <laughs> so that people forget that I have survived past 30. Play a ninety-year-old, yeah, witch. Let yeah. me do that. Could be. Um, It'd be a really good Halloween costume. I'm just gonna say. That's true, and the other, and like the boy is the tree. Yeah. <laughs> The boy um, is the tree. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Chris would be the tree. He's a good tree. Um, but uh, he's just a tree because he doesn't wear wigs. Right. He won't. Um, for the the dad, I had a strong inkling okay. that it would be either Mark Ruffalo, <gasps> circa Zodiac. Wow. Or um, Joaquin Phoenix, circa now. Mm-hmm. But I could also see it really sort of being hit out of the park by um, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Patrick Wilson has very much found a niche for himself in um, sort of commercially accessible horror films. What was he in? The Conjuring. Oh, he's, he's in, in all that? those. He's he's the like l- male lead in all the Conjuring films. I feel like he's Teflon. Like if he did a really dumpy movie, I don't think that would stick to him at all. And then the Insidious movies, he was the male lead in those too. Wild. Yeah, I think it's. I think it, you, what you're really cluing into, which is really great, Anna, is that you're right. He is someone who you feel should know better than yeah. to engage in a in a scary situation, and yet he finds himself thrust into it. He feels the. Um, sort of the thread pulling him backwards to his lineage. Mm-hmm. He's aware of what's come before. Yeah. And he has a, a certain respect for that. And his father is absolutely Nick Nolte. Or the grand, his Yeah. His, the, oh yeah. The oh, one who told his, him about the tree. Okay, correct. Yeah. Yes. Nick Nolte in a flashback. Yeah. Well, I, I can't, I, my voice cannot be as that's yeah. That's the best oh impression. Oh my god, that's so interesting. Um, what about his wife? Um, definite like Edie Patterson vibes. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, could see Mindy Kaling. Fun. Um, I mean, if Regina King weren't so famous. Uh huh. I know. I do love Regina King. Um, Someone who's someone who can talk sense and who you also believe is like too busy to even get involved in something like yeah, this. Yeah, someone you buy is like a homemaker, but who can still like keep him honest. Mm. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't even think of this for um, Tilda Swinton for Addie Fitch too would be great. Oh, really smart. Or dual role for Tilda, vet and doctor. Wow. Different, kind of in a Suspiria vibe. 
playing two different characters that you're like, what is the dramaturgy behind this? And the answer is there is no dramaturgy. It's just fun to see an actor. Do you know I've never seen Suspiria? Um, I find it too scary. It's it maybe is too scary. I was here's what I'm bummed out about with Suspiria. I think the original one is like gorgeously shot. There are a lot of Dario Argento fans. I completely get. There's some problematic stuff surrounding like the fetishization of women cool. being brutally murdered. Yes. Um, but it is a story entire. Like there's no man of consequence in, in in the original movie at all. That's good. Um, and then in the newer one, I think like I was super excited because I was like, oh, what a smart new horror movie to make with a completely new sensibility. And the fact that it was like written and directed by guys, I was sort of like, it doesn't mean that it can't be a good movie. But I was like, oh, what a cool opportunity this would have been to have like a killer mm-hmm. woman writer, a killer woman director, like you know. Yeah. Give a new point of view. I also don't like seeing characters endure torture for a long period of time. No. And there's like a six minute scene where just a dancer is like mercilessly mutilated. And I just, oh, I just had a hard time. But I I recognize that like it's beautiful to look at. And there's a lot of like, I don't know, a lot of people whose taste I really appreciate do love it. But yeah, it's, it's not hard. my not my bag. I went on a date to see either him or is there another like Italian director who does a lot of horror? Um, Dario Argento and there's some other director who I think did like a movie called Zombie, and I forget it's his like name. slasher. It might have been Dario Argento, but they were having a um, retrospective at the Metrograph, and I went on a date to see some movie where women are like slashed apart and like I hadn't I was like oh I like scary movies and this was like right after Kavanaugh stuff Oh, and I like kind of had to leave the movie right after I was like I have to go home now yeah he's like okay (laughs) like (laughs) I don't want to be around you yeah it's sort of uh, this is and this will always like again there are many podcasts that unwrap uh, the complexities of the slasher genre and horror movies um, that have much more experience and know how than than we do just in terms of interest. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, there, there's a reason why we're focusing on these like urban legends and childhood stories, just that they're more attuned to the type of spookiness we enjoy. There you go. And there and you go. Please just always keep in mind we're dumb. Yeah. It, whenever you feel the need to be like, wait a minute, I, I'm indignant. We're just dumb. Keep that in mind. Yeah. It's okay. Um, oh, well, I feel Anna, you are smarter. You are smarter dumb than I am. Smarter dumb. I think I also no. I I think I plumb the depths of a deeper stupid. We are dumb. We are dumb in different ways, and it's how we can. You're both function actual there. smart. <laughs> no, no. And pretend to be dumb. I'm I, dumb who can sound smart. I, see, that's important. I, as I know that I've mentioned this podcast before, thought the moon was nine miles straight up. So nothing I say <laughs> or do can be taken into uh, important consideration. That should be true. <laughs> it should I be know, true. Doesn't it sound it's right? It's so small. The moon is only nine miles straight up. And then when people came down to me again, don't come for me here. I know I've already told this story. Um, but yeah, when people came for me and were like, what are you talking about? Like I can walk nine miles. My response was straight up. It's very funny. Which is a fair point. Also to say straight up instead of away. <laughs> I, th- I think what it implies is that there is one singular direction on earth. Don't defend that- yourself. <laughs> no, I'm oh, saying, you're saying, oh, okay, I'm saying yeah. how dumb it is to be like, well, from where I am, if I look up, that's up. You yeah. Know? That's famously true. (laughs) Andrew is sort of like uh, a pole. I am a directional (laughs) objectivist. Um, (laughs) Anna, what was something spooky that happened to you this week? Oh, my God. What was spooky that happened to me this week? Um, 
That was interesting. Last night, it, putting your boyfriend in your podcast is sort of like the next level of podcast. Oh, yeah. He was um, great. He was great. Um, love, Jason. But uh, last night, Ladybird will have lots of dreams mm. and will like bark and, and run in her sleep. And it's really cute. She'll do like little. <laughs> it's very cute. Just very and cute. her little cheeks will go. It's very cute. <laughs> but last night she started growling in her sleep and then Jason started like kicking and punching in his sleep. <gasps> and they, in my mind, were having like, it was one after the other. So it was Ladybird oh. first. And then Jason started like moving in his sleep, which he doesn't normally do. <gasps> and in my mind, there was like some kind of little demi or something. Just nightmare. Or they what were, if they were just fighting in their sleep? The same thing. What if they themselves like, Oh, each other. Right. No, but they didn't want to. It was sort of like, um, they had to, they were like gladiators. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Oh, that I like. (laughs) Okay. That I like if they like had to, but they were like in cool outfits. That's that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) No, they have such a cute little, like, um, captain and Tennille vibe. I love that. No, their dynamic is great. And yeah, it is scared when you're when the person you're sleeping with is is having a nightmare or is oh, talking yeah. in sleep. Super oh yeah. Oh, talking in sleep is really one of the scariest things. Yeah, Chris does it. <gasps> Did I tell you this one one time? Chris no. turned over to me and his eyes were open. No. And he said, "What number are you on?" Oh. And then I said, "What?" And as I asked what, he woke up and said, "What?" <laughs> Truly, it was it was a deeply chilling. Experience. I think. In that case, you're allowed to no fault divorce. <laughs> Specifically, if someone says what number are you on and then looks at you like you're weird. Oh my God. What's spooky happened to you this okay, week? Okay, I'm going to cheat because it's from a thing that happened a while ago that we just never got to That's talk about totally on the podcast. Fair. That's um, a week. <laughs> but a while ago, last time Anna was in LA, um, we took an Uber to her Airbnb. <sighs> And we had a driver who was like, what's your podcast about? And we were like, oh, just spooky stories and blah, blah. And then she was like, I, um, what's the word? Sage. It's it's called something smudge. else. Smudge. She was like, I smudge homes. I clean homes. And we were like, okay. And she had a lot of opinions about um, cycling and all sorts of stuff. But the big thing she brought up. She referred to her adult daughter as my kid, which I found to be very charming. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, we liked this driver a lot. But I never was, want to talk to a driver, but yeah, if we, he got us, she was fine. And it was me, Chris, and Anna in the car. And um, and what was the real twist was when kind of out of nowhere, she was like, do you ever get a bad energy from a painting? And we were sort of like, what? And she was like, I was smudging a home once, and um, it belonged to an old man. And I walked into this room, and I saw this painting, and I just thought, whoa, I'm getting an oppressive energy. And it was a painting of a beautiful blonde woman. And... Um, Come to find out she was a Nazi and the deceased wife of the man whose home I was cleaning, who was a who was a minister and only realized later on in life that his wife was a Nazi and that she had a pall over the whole house. And it was just like her telling us this story, regardless of how real it was or not, um, indelibly put this image in my head of a painting of a Nazi woman, (laughs) um, which is very scary to me. And then to have that painting be haunted and then to have that painting exist in modern day LA, it's very spooky. And sort of the spooky cherry on top is that I have zero memory of that story. Uh, I truly, Anna, I'm looking at my phone. I had a, I think it might've been that you were ordering Chinese food on Seamless. (laughs) Yes. Right. We're going back to the place I was right, staying. Right, right. Oh, that was very good and important. That yeah. was 
You had but to focus the food on was good. It was good Chinese food. And yeah. and I was the reason why I brought this up is that Chris and I were just sort of corroborating that story, being like, Did, was it did she say a Nazi woman? And yeah. It's a Nazi painting of it a Nazi. It feels woman. like she found out that it, she was from Germany and then she sort of sketched in the details and then convinced that's, herself of the story later. That's what I had some questions about, um, which, you know, one could argue is fair one way or the other. But it, it did feel a little bit like um, uh, Beatty to be yes. like, like kind of headline Beatty to be like, and like haunted Nazi painting. A fancy you know. Nazi who just died? Like, no. Right, right. Um, someone who was a woman in the 40s just dying now. Right. That's, oh my I gosh, that's a really good point. Something to think about. But yeah. also, she was the one who told me about this like community uh, plan to rewild the LA River and like oh, yeah. break up the concrete and make it be dirt and yep. plants and stuff, which yeah. I guess is good. So if you're out there, ma'am, we really enjoyed uh, we our ride with you. We appreciate you. We're sorry to cast a spurge. <laughs> no, and, and I have no, again, like if people, smudges got to smudge, that's cool with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my spooky thing that that's happened good. within the past. That was months. spooky and it did happen. It did. Uh, Anna, this has been a real treat. Uh, Andrew, this has been a real treat. One word. Get, Get out. <laughs> Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.